Welcome to the Central Alabama High School Sports Show podcast brought to you by Andrew Sports Medicine, Lander Frost, Hamburger Heaven, Huffman Electric, and State Farm. Hello again, everybody. I'm Snapper Lancaster, welcoming you to another edition of the Central Alabama High School Sports Show. Well, today we're going to be coming to you right from the library here at John Carroll Catholic High School. And uh, proud to be here, have been around and seen this school a lot from the outside, first time on the inside. We're going to be visiting here in the opening segment with uh, Dr. Anthony Montalto, the principal, and also the athletic director, uh, Coach Ronald Steele. And uh, first of all, um, Dr. Montalto, tell us a little bit about your background and what has led you to be the principal here. Well, I grew up in the Birmingham area, I attended Woodlawn High School, and been in education for 41 years now. I retired after 40 years in public education. Most of my career was out in Trustful. I worked with Jefferson County Schools, and uh, when I retired, I had the opportunity to uh, interview for this position at John Carroll. So this is my first year here, and it's been one of my best years of my career. It's just somewhere I've really enjoyed and very fortunate to be here. Well, I was, I was going to say, um, I have been doing this show almost 20 years, and this is the first time, first year we've even done this, is bring our show to the high schools. And uh, that, because of the bridge construction and everything, I didn't want coaches and uh, athletes trying to make it to Ross Bridge where we've taped the last 10 years. And uh, I am finding out that they don't build high schools like they used to. What a fantastic place this is. Oh, we're proud of our facility. and. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of history and tradition here. The old school used to be on Highland Avenue in downtown right. Birmingham, and they moved here in 1992. But the, uh, the tradition continues, and we've got a lot of alumni that are still very involved. A lot of our alumni teach here. Coach Still actually went to school here. Our head football coach went to school here, and our soccer coach, who you'll see later, he taught here years ago. So a lot of people have been here, and... Every, everybody I talk to, they've always enjoyed their time here at John well, Carroll. Well, it almost seems like a big extended family, doesn't it? And, and Coach Steele, um, first of all, good to see you again. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background and what has led you to be the coach here. Well, um, I'm a graduate. I graduated in 2004, and you know this place really changed my life and shaped my my life vision and, and, and gave me a lot of value. And so when I had the opportunity to come back. Um, to work with Dr. Montalto and Coach Cole and Coach Crawford and all the people who are here, you know, it was a very humbling experience. And, you know, it's, it's added a lot of value to me, um, seeing the school continue to thrive and, and be valuable for a lot of kids coming up. So it's been a great, great time for me, and I'm enjoying it a lot. Exactly what kind of jobs had you held till you moved into the athletic directorship? Well, previously I played professional basketball um, for a few years, and, you know, I, I was coaching at a – uh, another school locally and so you know this was just a, a, a great opportunity when it came out and you know like I said I feel like home a lot has, has changed but some things don't change we still have a lot of teachers who've been here but seeing a lot of the alumni and a lot of the same families you know like you said it's a great family atmosphere. When uh, very quickly basketball coach right yes, sir. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you're expecting this coming fall out of ne next year's basketball team. Just like with all of our, our teams, you know, we want to compete at the high, highest level. You know, our kids do it the right way. They work really hard. Our coaches are very dedicated, you know, in our community support. So the good thing you see here is all of our sports support all each other. You know, we've got softball going on. 
you'll see baseball, basketball kids, you know, we've got our soccer team about to play. You'll see all of our sports there. So just seeing our kids compete and represent John Carroll in the right way, you know, that makes us all proud. And Dr. Mantanto, as you're into your first year, have there been any surprises or has it been a good gradual change into the leadership? Well, like, like I said earlier, it's been one of the best years of my career and I'm, I'm very fortunate to work with great teachers and the kids here, I couldn't ask them to be any better. I was pleasantly surprised at how nice they are and they're good to each other. They do what they're supposed to do and make my job a lot easier. Well, it's awfully good to see you and, uh, and enjoying the opportunity of coming here and doing our well, show. We certainly here. appreciate you being at John Carroll. We're glad to have you. We hope you come back, and uh, thanks for all you do for sports in and, Central and, Alabama. And good luck to you and your squad this coming Thank uh, fall. Thank you. appreciate uh, it. We're going to take a quick break. we come back. Our first uh, coach of the evening. Don't you go away. We'll be right back. Land of Frost Premium is America's best-selling one-pound daily pouch, now available in 12 delicious flavors, including new flavors of muskeet turkey and cotto salami. High school athletes across the country ask for Land of Frost by name. These great items are available at your local grocer, including Piggly Wiggly, Food Giant, Western Supermarkets, and many more. Land of Frost also makes other varieties of lunch meats, including deli shaved bistro and sub sandwich kits. Land of Frost is a proud sponsor of youth sports as well. At Andrew Sports Medicine, we partner with our patients, trying to help them overcome the obstacles that keep them from achieving their goals. This practice aggressively pursues victory over injury, over pain, over limitation, over, over anything that's gonna keep you from being the best you can be. It starts with our non-surgical physicians who are trained in sports medicine, orthopedic injuries. Uh, we have specialists in sports medicine with shoulders, elbows, and knees. We have hip specialists that do uh, only hip surgery, including arthroscopy, minimally invasive resurfacing, and total hip replacement if needed. We have joint replacement surgeons, we have spine surgeons, we have surgeons that specialize in foot and ankle surgery and in hand surgery. So just about all the specialties of orthopedics are covered in Andrew Sports Medicine. What makes the great surgeons great is their volume of experience at making decisions, whether that's intraoperative decisions, post-operative decisions, pre-operative decisions, the decision to operate on somebody or not operate on them. And so our volume here breeds good decision-making. That gives us an edge in terms of making decisions for our patients, which ultimately is a lot of times the difference between success and failure. The teams, the players, the parents have confidence in us because they know we're gonna communicate with them, we're gonna create a plan unique to that athlete or that person and we're gonna get them back to their, their thing as quickly and as safely as we can. At Andrew Sports Medicine, our mission is to partner with our patients and to help them succeed and, and achieve victory. Whether you're a weekend warrior, a grandparent with a shoulder problem, or a professional athlete, you get the same care, the same high-level technology, the same uh, aggressiveness that we would in a professional athlete, and we, we treat everyone the same way. None of us like to lose, we're all very competitive, and we're not gonna lose against their illness or their injury.
And folks, welcome back. As you can tell, I've got my first coach of the afternoon, and we're talking with Rob Crawford, the girls' soccer coach. Coach, good to see you. Thank you. Good and, to see you. Uh, as we get this interview started, the first thing I always like to know about the coaches, tell us a little bit about your background and how you ended up here at John Carroll Catholic. Well, this is a full circle for me. I mean, I, I went to school here, graduated in 80, got a job here, left public school for 27 years, and then mama called me back. So I'm very fortunate to have gone here to school because I know what it means. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's everything to me as far as the things you learn here about things, your education. And so if you cut me, I'll be green, so. Well, I, I tell you what, Coach, is uh, – um, you've been around and you've seen a lot. As you got your career, uh, made it back home, uh, very successful in the girls' soccer coaching. Talk about your sport and the growth. This is one thing. I've been doing this a long time. And when I started my show, soccer wasn't as popular as it is now. And this continues to grow. It's funny that you say that. Uh, back when I was in school, I didn't know what soccer was. <laughs> I mean, because it's just – I mean, just like – you got lacrosse coming up now, so uh, it's grown a lot. It's a lot of there. A lot of kids play the sport. Uh, it doesn't cost much money. Number one, number two, you get some cleats and you can play. So, but like I said, and I think the Olympics have really uh, helped that. Popularized, yes, sir. And and because like I'm like you, uh, way back when we were growing up, it was baseball, basketball, and football primarily than the other sports. But now it's like all the sports are making inroads and, and having their own identity. As a matter of fact, you have had a lot of success. Uh, we were talking off the air a little bit about some success you've had in the past years with um, your soccer teams. Talk about that a little bit because uh, not everybody win or be involved in as many as you've been so far. You know, the thing is I'm truly blessed. I mean, we've had great, great chemistry for the last – five or six years and that's I don't know if I have a part of that or not but it's them because they buy in to what we're trying to do and it's them they're the catalyst for it all over the course of these past five years well and, and like I said you've had a, a very successful run your team this year is uh, going deeper into the playoffs uh, does it surprise you and first uh, first of all secondly I think that that head coaches I don't care what sport it is you want your team to peak come playoff time playing their best that's correct uh, injuries provided that and sometimes that plays a part sometimes it doesn't but that that's the way it uh, that we all look at it how from that standpoint has your team uh, come uh, sort of exactly like you had anticipated yes sir um we're peaking at the right time we beat Briarwood last night uh you know we beat them six two the first time then they we beat them five three and last night we let score in the last eight minutes two goals so I think we're picking at the right time. It's just all about timing. You know, it's just about a lot of things that you have to do in order to be able to do this. And like I said, it's the girls. It's, it's all on them. They bought in. They believe in what we do. And it helps that, that we have a legacy to continue on. That it means something to them. Uh, two years ago, we lost to Chelsea. 
So the next year, the girls vowed that they're going to win it again because we won three in a row. They vowed, and that was their, that was their driving force. And then we played Chelsea and beat them 4-0 to go to the Final Four. So, you know, like I said, it's the girls. They bought in. Therefore, it makes my job easy. Let me ask you this, and I, I don't think you and I uh, touched on this. We talked a little off the air. Um, have you ever coached the guys? Years ago, Shades Valley. Okay, That's and the reason I'm asking that is uh, and I just want your opinion on this because I, I, I value the coaches' opinions. What is the primary difference in your mind? I know what in my mind I think it is. What's the difference between the male and female athlete? You, you have to find different ways to motivate. Girls are like sponges. They take everything in, and they don't think they're better than anybody else. And, and they, everything that you say, they're just hanging on everything that you say. Guys, in a lot of times, they will not. They will not do that. Oh, coast I always talking about that, that kind of stuff. Right. So you know that's for me. But it's motivation. That's the whole thing. Motivation and finding the right key, the right switch, to hit for each kid. That's teaching. That's everything. And and, and the main thing is, you have to care. You got to care about your kids. Well, the thing about that, and it's um, not strange that you should ask that, but you've got separate relationships with every one of them. And like you said, you've got to care about all of them, but those relationships are individual. So that, that falls on you to be able to um, make that relationship work with each one. How much of a challenge is that for you? It's not. I, I don't think it is either. And what it's, little it's, it's, I've uh, talked with you, uh, it's evident that your athletes are the number one thing with you. Yes, sir. Um, it's just when you care about kids. I mean, otherwise I wouldn't be here. I would just give it up. Right. But, see, I, I'm, I don't work for a living. This is not work. So. Well, I understand what you're saying. This is, quote, one of my jobs, but it don't seem like a job. When you love something, love what you're doing, it, uh, it puts a different slant on it, doesn't it? Yes, sir. Well, I, I know this team is, has uh, played well thus far, and uh, you're getting moving along in the tournament. Um, first of all, I guess, uh, no injuries right now. No, to, to speak of. So, as you get into these critical games, do you feel like that your girls are mentally and physically right where they need to be in order to be what the best this team can be? Yes, because they are one. There's no clicks. There's nothing. They are – they're just like one team, period. Not a – not a – not – the girls sometimes can be, you know, clickish. Not ours. That's, that's why – we are successful. Well, you know, and, and I think the key word in that that probably works for you and your girls is chemistry. People don't realize how important chemistry can be. With good chemistry, you can go far. If you've got bad chemistry, you can have hurdles to go over, right? You're right. And so it, right. it sounds like that you and, and your players are at a good place and that um, you're very confident 
And there's a reason to be there. You put yourself in that situation, and you're used to what it takes to win championships. Yes. And, and I guarantee you, you're probably thinking this next game is going to be the best game they play all year. That's what yes. you want, right? Yes, sir. Coach, wish you all the luck in the world. I appreciate it. Uh, Thanks you've for done being a fantastic here. job. And Thanks, uh, as, hey, as the old saying goes, there's a championship to be won. Might as well be y'all, right? That's correct. At Andrew Sports Medicine, we partner with our patients, trying to help them overcome the obstacles that keep them from achieving their goals. This practice aggressively pursues victory over injury, over pain, over limitation, over, over anything that's going to keep you from being the best you can be. It starts with our non-surgical physicians who are trained in sports medicine orthopedic injuries. Uh, we have specialists in sports medicine with shoulders, elbows, and knees. We have hip specialists that do uh, only hip surgery, including arthroscopy, minimally invasive resurfacing, and total hip replacement if needed. We have joint replacement surgeons, we have spine surgeons, we have surgeons that specialize in foot and ankle surgery, and in hand surgery. So just about all the specialties of orthopedics are covered in injury sports medicine. What makes the great surgeons great is their volume of experience at making decisions, whether that's intraoperative decisions, post-operative decisions, pre-operative decisions, the decision to operate on somebody or not operate on them. And so our volume here breeds good decision-making. That gives us an edge in terms of making decisions for our patients, which ultimately is a lot of times the difference between success and failure. The teams, the players, the parents have confidence in us because they know we're gonna communicate with them. We're gonna create a plan unique to that athlete or that person and we're gonna get them back to their, their thing as quickly and as safely as we can. At Andrew Sports Medicine, our mission is to partner with our patients and to help them succeed and, and achieve victory. Whether you're a weekend warrior, a grandparent with a shoulder problem, or a professional athlete, you get the same care, the same high-level technology, the same uh, aggressiveness that we would in a professional athlete, and we, we treat everyone the same way. None of us like to lose, we're all very competitive, and we're not gonna lose against their illness or their injury. And this will be your premium right here. Sorry to interrupt. I just want to say, I combined home and auto with State Farm. Saved 760 bucks. Love this guy. Okay, does it bother anybody else that the mime is talking? Freaky. Bundle home and auto, and you could save 760 bucks. That's 760 very good reasons to call Alan Gurdow in Trustville today. Folks, welcome back. As you can tell, I got three beautiful young ladies sitting up here, but they're also athletic young ladies sitting close to me. Uh, Gabby Banal. Gabby, oh, I know what I want to know, too. What grade are you in? Uh, 12th. A senior? Yeah. And how about you, Gabby? I'm a senior. A sen all, uh, all I'm a junior. A junior, okay. And what position do you play? I play forward. Forward, okay. Center back. Center back. This is going to be interesting. Midfield. Midfield. I know where that's at. Uh, <laughs> midfield. These girls are um, been playing soccer for years. As a matter of fact, y'all have got a pretty good team this year, right? As you're into what round now? About the second or third round of the playoffs? Third round. Third round. Third round. So going into this season, uh, Gabby B, what did um, your what were your <clears throat> expectations not only for yourself but for your team? 
Um, well, it's just as uh, like as captains here, we want our team to succeed all the time. And and like Coach Garford said, you know, we lost to Chelsea a few years ago, and um, we vowed to never lose that again, have that feeling again. So, I just feel like, you know, our team was going to make it to this, the finals, and we were going to do whatever it takes to get there. So. Well, you have to pay the price, and it sounds like you girls do that. So it really it hasn't surprised you where you're at, right? Mm -mm. No, we've come together as a team, and we've worked hard, and we push everyone to their their breaking point. Well, not really breaking point, but just like their final, and we just push each other to, to work their hardest every yeah, single Yeah, to be the so. best you can mm -hmm. be, right? And uh, Gabby, how about you? Uh, well, last year we lost seven starters, so really – it was about just making sure we could like prove to ourselves that we can come out just as strong with losing so many. And I knew our team could do it, and we just pushed ourselves to be to work hard every day and every practice. And that's how we've gotten where we are. Well, I know one of the most important aspects of a team concept is chemistry. Talk about the chemistry with you and your teammates. Um, well, like coach, our coach said, there aren't any clicks. We all get along really well. We all love each other. and. We just have like great chemistry. That's like how we work. We bond. We're all one family. Well, now, I'm going to let Lauren expand on that a little bit. Is, is there situations where, um, when it comes to buying end of whatever the coach wants done, it, are there times when you girls police each other a little way as only teammates can, to where maybe if you've got somebody that's falling off on the rocker a little bit and you want to get them back on the same page? Uh, how important is that for you and, and uh, you older girls to be able to do that? Well, ever since I was a freshman, I've been really – we've been disciplined to do our best. And – I really think that as we got older, we understood that we need to keep all the freshmen, we called them our littles, our little, the little girls on the team. We make sure that they are trying as hard as they can because we want them to feel that feeling of holding the blue map at the end of the year to win state because we know how good that feels. And that, that team chemistry uh, also, if it, uh, at the very end, what you want that to make you is the best you can possibly be, not only as individuals, but as teammates, right, as a team. Uh, well, Gabby, um, see, I know uh, two things about you girls before you sit down. One, I know you're good academically because if you don't qualify in the classroom, you don't make it to the <laughs> soccer field, right? And then if you're not good on that soccer field, there's a place on the bench for you, correct? Yes, so I know you're good at that. Now, what I wonder is, do you have any hobbies? I know you spend a lot of time working on your uh, school grades, a lot of time in practice, but, but you've got loads of free time, right? Yeah. So what I want to know is, what is it that you do with that free time that, that make you unwind and just relax a little bit? You know, um, like you said, soccer, we have a bunch of free time afterwards, but, you know, it's I like to focus, you know, on my studies and stuff, but, you know, and taking time, you know, watching Netflix or something, but like, um, well, but, yeah, well, that's that's good sidebar that can yeah. that can calm you down sometimes, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, it's it's just like academics and sports, but I don't really do anything outside of sports, so yeah. Okay, well, how about you, Gabby? Oh uh, well, on my if you have like a free day, I just will focus on academics, or I'll just like try and go to the gym or go on a run just to keep up and help with my sports. Um, and then I'll just like hang out with my like, family because I have some right. siblings. But other than that, that's really it. <laughs> oh, okay. And how about you, Lauren? 
Well, soccer is pretty much my life in academics, but I've found that here at John Carroll, I found that I'm really into theater and things like really? that. I've That's really opened up a new world of friends to me, and it's really been a good outlet for me other than soccer. Well, you know what? I mean, here I, I sit with a couple, three young ladies that, uh, golly, pretty girls and athletic <laughs> girls and very smart, but none of them, you said shopping. And I'm always amazed because you girls are shopaholics sometimes, you know. But, um, uh, and, and we'll start with you, Gabby. Does it surprise you, the success y'all's team has had this far? Thus no, because like I said, we, we vowed to, you know, push each other to the, the best of our abilities and we pushed each other. And obviously our, our goal is, is stay every year. And we want to make sure like, that just because we won you know, state the previous years that like that doesn't define us like that that year's past this is this year's a new year so any, any team can come by and take our our thing so I feel like we are on the correct path to get to state. Well I wonder if you girls are much like us guys uh, I played sports many decades ago I, I did <laughs> believe it or not but and, and back then we had rivalries and we had people we looked forward to and you see that schedule oh that's who I want to play mm -hmm. now when you see your schedule what what team lights your fire? Uh, well, as you know, we dropped down to 5A last year. Mm -hmm. Last year, so 6A it would have been Chelsea because you know we lost to them last year. But definitely Briarwood this year because, like Coach Crawford said previously, we we beat them twice. But you know that doesn't that doesn't mean anything. And, and yesterday was definitely one of the harder games that we've played, and we really only scored the last eight minutes of the game. So definitely Briarwood. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Now, Gabby, how about you? Um, it's the same. Like. <laughs> Because Chelsea, like I know a lot of those girls too, because I played with them in club. But that is our big rivalry in 6A. And but now it's Briarwood, and it's not only just in soccer, like many sports here. That's our biggest rivalry. Yeah. Okay. And Lauren. Definitely Briarwood. It's it's just a huge rivalry just all around the school mm -hmm. you know if you have that competitive nature and you girls are no different than guys or you wouldn't be involved in sports and uh, lauren we'll, we'll, we'll talk uh, with you just about that just a second uh why what is it about the best you want it to be the best there's an old saying go to be the best you got to beat the best mm -hmm. so you always i guess you look at that schedule and say hmm you know well who's going to be the biggest challenge that's the way you look at this uh, look at it a lot it's we don't really look at who's going to be the biggest challenge because we know that we are going to play every single game like it's our last, like it's the hardest game ever. So it's not as much as the challenge, it's just that competitive fire that we always have underneath us. Hmm. Okay, girls, well, it sounds like y'all are at a good place. You're playing good team soccer, playing good individual soccer because it takes both in order to make up that team and the, the, to, for, for it to be the best you can be. And I know y'all are hoping for a title, nothing less is going to satisfy you, right? Well, listen, the last question I got as we end this interview, and we'll start with you, Gabby, to this point in your young life, who's been the most inspirational person or persons? Um, definitely my dad because he, uh, um, you know, didn't have a lot when he was growing up, and he – you know, join the military and everything, and he really just like pushed himself like to be the best that he can be, and that just really like just inspired me. For okay, life, well, so. good, Gabby. Um, I would probably say my grandpa. He was a professional soccer player, 
And so my career, he's been there and like always helped coaching me and like helped me in my success. Wow, that's neat. It's it's all in the family, sort of, isn't it? Okay, Lauren, how about you? I would have to say my dad. He he had never played soccer when he was younger, but when he found out that I had the slightest interest, he wanted to coach me and he learned everything that he could about the sport and he wanted to make me the best that I could be in the sport and he didn't accept nothing he accepted nothing less. Well girls it sounds like y'all been led in the right direction had the right kind of help now all we got to do is go out and win that uh, blue trophy right? <laughs> yes. So uh, you got a good shot at it stay focused I know you will all the best of luck and then the best of luck in your academics as well. Thank, Thank you. you. We'll take a quick break we come back more athletes don't you go away we'll be right back. Next time you need electrical work, whether it be commercial or residential, you need to call Huffman Electrical Contractors, a company that's been in business for over 35 years. They've served clients not only locally in the Birmingham area and all over the state, but have clients outside the state of Alabama as well. Whether it's a new building or remodeling an older building or home, they can handle the job for you. Once again, that's Huffman Electrical Contractors. The number to call is 205-661-5005. That's 205-661-5005, where at Huffman Electrical Contractors, a satisfied customer is always their number one objective. And folks, welcome back. As you can tell, I've got a new guest sitting uh, here with me, Lo uh, Logan Colafancisco. Yes, sir. And, uh, head football coach. Yes, coach, sir. Good to see you. Yes, sir. It, it has been a while. Yes, sir. And uh, what I'd like you to do as we start this interview, tell us a little bit about your background and what has led you here to John Carroll Catholic. Well, I'm a graduate, 1996. My class was actually the first uh, school to go through this building all four years. Really? Uh, my dad's a graduate, my brother, all out of my family. Uh, it's kind of fun when you got a three and a half year old. He can run down the hall and see all his aunts and uncles and you know, Papa Rick and all that it's stuff. It's a little different. Yeah. Yes, sir, it is. Uh, and you know, I've I've coached you know over 20 years. I've been around some very good coaches. Uh, my mentor is John Gross, head football coach at Jack State. Was him was with him at all of his high school stops. I've been fortunate to be around a lot of great programs like Oxford and Enterprise that are tradition rich in football. And, you know, just be around excellent people, you know, excellent administration, uh, excellent, you know, role models to how to build a football program. Well, and, that, and having said that, uh, what kind of stops did you have before you got here? Yes, sir. I was at Moody High School, uh, Pinson High School. Okay. Uh, you know, like I said, I was with Coach Gross at Moody and, and Spain Park uh, in Oxford. Um, yeah. You know, I was, I was here a few times. You know, I coached Andrew Steele. I was the offense coordinator here under Coach Gann. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I've, I've been fortunate to be around, you know, Great head coaches, you know, as a coordinator or a position coach, mainly on the offensive side of the ball, and that's kind of led me back to my alma mater. So how many years head coaching? This would be my third year, year. here, yes, sir. Uh, as we talk about that, the one thing I always like to, 
to look down the road because the old saying goes and, and y'all are living proof of it because you're practicing now. Football is not that far away. No, sir. Now, having said that, let's talk a little bit about this year's team, some of the players, what you're expecting out of some of them, what you're expecting out of them as a group. Yes, sir. You know, all we, you know, we can control what we control, and that's what we talk about. We talk, you know, buzzwords culture these days, and, you know, we want every day, you know, to fight for our culture. You know, you know, what is culture? Culture is how you run your program on a day-in, day-out basis. And, you know, we talk about the little things. If there's a little small fracture in a bridge, it will make the whole thing fall. So we talk about, you know, ATD, attention to detail. And everything we do, uh, what we want is to be the best John Carroll that we can be. We're not worried about what's happened in the past. We can't control the future, but we can control today and now. So that's what we ask our players. You know, we've got great senior leadership. You know, next year will be my fourth year, so that I've had a full full year of class. Right. So, you know, what's different this spring has been in the past is the kids are starting to coach the other kids. And when that starts happening, and instead of coach-led, it's player-led, you know, that's when you can kind of, you know, reap the benefits that you've instilled in these kids. And a lot of that is the kids sound like they're buying into you and your program what you expect, what you want them to be. And sometimes they're finding out that they're going to be better than they ever thought they might be because they listen. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we have great kids. We, you know, we're positive. We'd be as positive as we can be. We tell them every day you're going to have the biggest turnaround in high school football. And, you know, and they believe it. And when they start believing things, you know, football is very mental. So when they start believing what we're saying and then, you know, we do get a win, a big win or, you know, or something really good happened to us, then they – uh, you know, I, I kind of get what he's talking about. And then right. you get, you know, complete buy-in. And that's what we've got. We've got a lot of our team, most of our team bought in. You know, you're always going to have a few you get kind of on the fence. But once that happens, then you, when you have complete buy-in by everybody in your whole organization, then that's when you can make, make major uh, strides and major accomplishments. Well, uh, talking about that, too, uh, a lot of times – uh, leadership is very important. Leadership and chemistry on a team, not mm -hmm. only uh, uh, with the whole program, but having said that, uh, most of the time you find your team leaders, most of the time are those senior guys, mm -hmm. the ones that have been around you and your program. Talk about this year's group you've got leading you, and I imagine you've got some underclassmen yes, that you're expecting a lot of out of that leadership role. Because a lot of times, and, and tell me, I've had a lot of coaches tell me that, that they feel this way, that sometimes those players can actually help you in your job mm -hmm. because there are certain times when they can police themselves Absolutely. a little bit different than you can, Oh yes, but it helps the whole group. But talk about that situation with you and, and uh, the players on your team. Well, it's kind of a thing is, you know, if, you're, if you want to go to a party and you didn't clean your room, your parents won't let you go. But if your friend comes over and tells you clean your room and you do it, so they're telling you the same thing, but you have other outside people, you know, saying it, so they're going to end up doing it. Right. So that's they get tired of hearing me. So, but when their teammate tells them, when it's peer leadership, it changes things. And you know, we've got 12 seniors this year, so most we've ever had since I've been here. Uh, we've got 18 under, we got 18 juniors and 18 sophomores right now. But our seniors, you know, like you'll talk to three here, Jack Corden, Isaiah Ambrose, and Graham Russell. You know, they've been here with us. You know, Jack played last year. He was a soccer kid, but came out and played. He's put on about 40 pounds in the offseason. So, when, you know, we've had all these kids gel in our offseason, you know, strength and conditioning program, and that's when, that's when you make your strides. You make your strides December, January, February, March, April, and, you know, into spring practice. But what those guys provide is what I tell them. You, might, you don't really have to say it all the time, but lead by example. Right. The other day in practice, we're doing pursuit drill. 
you know, backside corner, Isaiah Ambrose, he's busting his tail. He's got, you know, 52 yards to run, and every time he's busting his tail. So what he does is he – not even say anything, he elevates everybody else's play by them just watching him. So that's what we have. We have great kids that have bought into what we're trying to do. And they, they might not be vocal leaders at times, but they lead by example. And when you lead by example, the other kids will follow. Right. And the kids that don't follow, they kind of just fall off, you know, fall off on the wayside. And then you get a really good group that, that understand what the coach wants them to do. Well, as you look ahead, uh, does this – does this team, in your mind, uh, without having played a game, it's, it's hard to do. But do, do you think that it has the potential to be a playoff team? I do. You know, of course, everything you got to have be injury. You know, all the intangibles, right. injury free, et cetera. But if they can continue to do what we've asked them to do and work their tail off on a day-in, day-out basis like they did in the weight room and strength conditioning and in spring practice. And like I tell them, we had a – Monday was an okay practice. We had a really good practice yesterday, and I challenged them earlier today when we met. Can we – I'm challenging you today. Can we make this practice today as good as it was yesterday? If we can continue to build those bricks on that foundation and get those days back to back to back, then good things are going to happen to this team. And I do think we can be in the playoffs. Well, you're one of these guys, and there are a lot of other coaches like you in this, that if you can get in their mind in a positive way – to change habits, mm -hmm. old habits and new habits into positive habits, this makes all the difference in the world. No doubt. And we talk about it all the time. We talk about default behavior and discipline behavior. Default's autopilot. You don't, a lot of people, I don't want to practice today and all that. But discipline behavior, okay, it's not what we have to do, it's what we get to do. We get to practice today. So if we have discipline behavior in everything we do, then good things will happen to this football team and program. Well, I tell you what, Coach, from listening to you talk, you sound like you think this group is in a pretty good position to, if they can do what you talk about, and project that into your play on the field that y'all should have an exciting fall this coming year. Yes, sir. I believe that. Well, first of all, good to see you again. Yes, sir. Wish you the best of luck. Yes, sir. And uh, I got a feeling you're expecting something special, and if all everything comes together just right, you might get it. Yes, sir. I tell them all the time, it's, you're, if you're a Cavalier, you're special. So that's what we're trying to do. Go Cavs. Coach, good to see you. Yes, sir. And, folks, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. Got some young athletes. Got to talk to them. We'll see you in a second. And this will be your premium right here. Sorry to interrupt. I just want to say I combined home and auto with State Farm. Saved 760 bucks. Love this guy. Okay. Does it bother anybody else that the mime is talking? Freaky. Bundle home and auto, and you could save 760 bucks. That's 760 very good reasons to call Alan Gurdow in Trussville today. At Andrew Sports Medicine, we partner with our patients, trying to help them overcome the obstacles that keep them from achieving their goals. This practice aggressively pursues victory over injury, over pain, over limitation, over, over anything that's going to keep you from being the best you can be. It starts with our non-surgical physicians who are trained in sports medicine orthopedic injuries. Uh, we have specialists in sports medicine with shoulders, elbows, and knees. We have hip specialists that do uh, only hip surgery, including arthroscopy, minimally invasive resurfacing, and total hip replacement if needed. We have joint replacement surgeons. We have spine surgeons, we have 
surgeons that specialize in foot and ankle surgery and in hand surgery. So just about all the specialties of orthopedics are covered in injury sports medicine. What makes the great surgeons great is their volume of experience at making decisions, whether that's intraoperative decisions, post-operative decisions, pre-operative decisions, the decision to operate on somebody or not operate on them. And so our volume here breeds good decision-making that gives us an edge in terms of making decisions for our patients, which ultimately is a lot of times the difference between success and failure. The teams, the players, the parents have confidence in us because they know we're gonna communicate with them, we're gonna create a plan unique to that athlete or that person, and we're gonna get them back to their, their thing as quickly and as safely as we can. At Andrew Sports Medicine, our mission is to partner with our patients and to help them succeed and, and achieve victory. Whether you're a weekend warrior, a grandparent with a shoulder problem, or a professional athlete, you get the same care, the same high-level technology, the same uh, aggressiveness that we would in a professional athlete, and we, we treat everyone the same way. None of us like to lose. We're all very competitive, and we're not going to lose against their illness or their injury. And folks, as you can tell, I got three strapping young athletes here. And uh, yeah, if you guess what sport they play, it's, it's football. And uh, we're going to be talking with them a little bit about their career. And sitting closest to me, Isaac Ambrose. Isaac, you're a junior cornerback wide receiver, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Now, how many, how many years have you been playing football and do you participate in any other sport? Uh, I've been playing football pretty much since I was seven years old. And then... I picked up baseball when I was young, and I played it all the way up until freshman year. And then I started basketball around middle school, and I've been playing it now. And then I recently just joined the track and field team. My, you stay busy, right? Yes, well, that's a versatile athlete. Uh, how about you, Graham? Uh, I started football when I was in the third grade. Wow. Yes, sir. I've been playing ever since. And then uh, I also started baseball and uh, when I was five, and I've been playing that since uh, since then. And, I stopped playing basketball when I was in the eighth grade. Let me ask you this, without putting you on the spot, what's your favorite sport? Oh, easily football. Easily football, okay. Yes, and how about you, Jack? Uh, well, I started playing football when I was in sixth grade, and then I stopped for a few years, then I picked back up last year, and then I played baseball when I was younger, and I played soccer up until really? last year. Okay, what's your favorite sport? Uh, easily football. Easily football, okay. All right, going going into, and it's gonna be a little bit hard to project, but all of you guys will be playing this year. Uh, Isaiah, when, when you uh, see that football schedule, who is it you look forward to playing the most? Um, uh, Ramsey, for Ramsey? sure. Ramsey, really? I've, I recently started sophomore year, I worked out with a lot of those guys in the off season, so I've been around them. It's kind of like two brotherhoods in one, so yeah, like that friendly brother competition. Right. So, but we want to be the brother that wins, right? Yes, sir. Okay. How about you, Graham? I always love to beat Briarwood. Really? Sir. Okay. So you you feel like they're one of the better teams? You're gonna be the best team. You got to beat them, right? Yes, sir. Okay. How about you, Jack? Uh, probably Briarwood because they're one of the school's biggest rivals, and one of our biggest rivals in football. Well, now, I know you guys are, are, are tremendous football players, and I know you practice a lot, and I know you're good in the classroom. So, you know, there's a lot of pressure put on you, especially in the high school football. Don't ask me why. It just comes with that sport. But, um, uh, Jack, we'll start with you. What do you do to unwind when you get a little free time? Uh, how, how do you spend that? Well, when I'm not focusing on academics, I like to be outdoors, like fishing, 
hunting, stuff like that. That's what I was going to ask. Do you have any kind of hobbies? And so hunting and fishing might yes, be your your hobby to get away from it? Yes, sir. Okay, Graham, how about you? Uh, for me, it's really, if I can find a minute to get away, it's normally just resting. I also love like, spending time with my brother and everything yeah, else. Yeah, well, so. you're just chilling a little bit, right? Pretty much, yes, sir. Okay, and uh, how, how about you, Isaiah? Um, I got a little sister, so I like to spend time with her as much as possible and just kind of be that older role model, kind of rewind, let her know there's more to life than just the stressful life of school and sports, so be loving and unkind, spend time with family. Well, good for you. And let, and let me ask you this, um, you which which position you enjoy the most, cornerback or wide receiver? A corner for sure. Really? All right, now if you could play like any professional cornerback, do you have a one that you like to watch play, and when you watch him, you think, boy, that's the, that's the way I want to play? Uh, Jalen Ramsey. Oh, really? Yes, okay, sir. and who's he play for? Uh, Jaguars. Oh, okay, Some, somebody's to get to see a little of those. Graham, how about you? Uh, I, I like center a lot. I uh, feel like he kind of have like more of a leadership role on the offensive line. Right. Uh, and I really don't have like a center that I look up to. Uh, I've always had like kind of the senior leaders from past years that went through John Carroll that yeah. I would look up to and try to emulate them. Yes, that's terrific. Um, Jack, how about you? I like guard because you get to you're protecting people while you're playing that position, and I look up to the older guys that came before me and played. When uh, this year, of course, uh, when you get in there. Um, the senior year, you always want to make that the best best year. And uh, so with, with that thought in mind, do you think looking ahead that, that – uh, and we'll start with you, Jack, do you think that, that y'all team might be one that will compete for, for, for playoffs and maybe a championship? Yes, sir. We've been doing really well this offseason. We've really come together as a team. And last year we were a younger team, and this year we're more experienced. So I'm expecting a big turnaround this year. Okay. How about you, Graham? Uh, like you said, you know, much older, much more experienced. Uh, and I think there's, like, a more desire this year than there has been in past years. Like, I think everyone wants it more. As you get older, do you feel like uh, leadership becomes a bigger part of your life on, on your team? Oh, of course. Um, you know, you got the younger guys that will look up to you instead of you looking up to the older guys now you got to play the role that you've been watching all these years. Okay. How about you, Isaiah? Um, I really feel like this has been the best offseason we had. Like, everyone's starting to buy in. This is, like, one of the first times in my years here that we've had most of the people there in the weight room in the offseason. Normally people try to find a way out or, you know, we just had those bad apples in the group. They were kind of bring everybody down. Now it's like everybody lifts everybody up. We're here. we got great senior leadership to push everybody and really set the right example. And I really think a lot of those younger guys see us and they're like, I want to be that. So they pick their effort up to where we are. Absolutely. That's what you hope you leave a legacy for, somebody wanting to do what you do, only maybe a little bit better. Uh, you know, um, as, um, as this school year uh, unwinds, do, do you spend a lot of time um, – and you got free time, but how much of that free time during the year would you work on your football game? And we'll start with you, Jack. Uh, well, with my free time, I usually try to go hit the gym, try to get bigger, and then go out in the field, like work on my speed, and just work on 
just improving myself. As the old saying goes, um, uh, Graham, it's, it's like uh, no matter what position you play, if every guy wins his position, you got a better chance to make something happen positive, right? Yes, sir. Um, how about you, uh, Isaiah? Um, I really spend most of my time, any free time I get to work on my game, whether it be I'm out in the field working footwork, working hips, or working speed drills, or I'm in the gym, or I'm with my trainer around other guys with other schools for different competition every day to push me to the next level. But I spend as much of my time as I can trying to get better because I understand that, hey, if I want to play at the next level, I got to be the best I can be. When a guy's talking about that next level, and we know that's a year away from you, but uh, and, and we'll start with you, Jack. Uh, have you got an idea now where you might want to go to college and continue your education? Um, I want to go to Alabama because mm -hmm. both my parents went there, and that's I've always like, gone to football games there and always been around campus. What there. kind of classes would you take? What do you think you might like to be one day? Um, I want to be like land management, be outside, because I really enjoy doing that. Okay, okay. How about you, Graham? Um, my entire mom's side of my family went to Auburn, so there's a lot of legacy there that I would like to f kind of follow. I'll pray for you. Oh, oh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Oh, Auburn's a wonderful place. Yes, sir. Well, okay. Do you know what you might like to do one day? Uh, I've always been really interested in aviation, like, you know, maybe being a pilot one day. Really? Oh, yes, okay. Sir. Great. How about you, Isaiah? Um, most of my dad's side of the family in Florida, and I really like being down there. My biggest inspiration, my uncle's down there. So I, we toured Miami last my sophomore spring, and I really like their campus. I like, um, I like the way their academics are set up okay. in the classroom. So. So it might be a hurricane one day. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, guys, um, the main thing that I hope for you is you have a, an outstanding senior season. And uh, who knows, you know, maybe a championship waits for this particular bunch, okay? Last question we got, and we'll start with you, Isaiah. To this point in your young life, who's been the most inspirational person or persons? Um, my dad, good friend, um, James Hunter. I call him my uncle because we're that close. But it's, he uh, – he was All-American in football and basketball in the state of Florida in the 80s. He went to UTC, played basketball and football there, and then had a little pro run with basketball after that, kind of got injured and uh, left it alone. But he's been my biggest inspiration because he's way in Florida, and then he comes up to see games, and he's pushed me to the next level on spring break whenever we're down there, making sure I'm getting my workout in. So definitely him Good for sure. Good for you. Okay, you are um, my parents obviously have played a big role in my life, but I think my most inspirational like role model has always been my brother. Like he's he's been around to push me and to always like expect the best from me in every everything that I'm doing. Okay, Jack. Uh, probably my mom because she showed me like how to be a better person and how to push through the hard times. Well, guys, I wish you all the luck in the world. Have an outstanding senior season, okay? And, folks, we've had another uh, outstanding program. We'll do it again next week. Until then, you know what the snapper always says, bicycle. All right, guys, now you say bicycle. Bicycle. Good work.